right back with you. Sports Book Radio uh, here at AM 1400 KSHP. And the weather's beautiful. I, I got to change the, the mantra now. Usually you bring rotten weather with you. The weather was cold when you got here, so I couldn't blame you. But now it's gorgeous, and you're leaving, and it's going to be cold on the weekend. So I still found a way to blame it. I had to take my scarf off this morning. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's like Vegas. How was your week in Vegas? It was very, very good, very good, very good. All I can tell you is this. You were talking about Monmouth, Monmouth, whatever. You know, they didn't cover their last game. That was a good fade. They were laying 11. Well, it was a letdown spot after beating Georgia. You, you talk about these teams, and, again, you're talking about them on the win. Yeah, I get it. They're good. But you got to also know when to fade them because that was a perfect example of overvalued lines because of what they did the last time they played. I was listening to you going, you had to grab that plus 11. That was just a perfect spot. Yeah, well, no. I mean, you look at – uh, you know, they had had this great experience in the, in the holiday and tournament. And they almost and, lost that game outright. Right. Well, I mean, it's their their kid. We're, almost, we're talking about mamas, but you can you can right. apply this to so many teams. Uh, they had this great experience in a holiday tournament, upset Notre Dame, uh, took Dayton to the mat, uh, and then and then beat and beat USC. Then all of a sudden they go to you know play a conference game at Canisius and they got killed. Right. When they're they're beating national. Teams of national notoriety, and then they go to a conference game and, and get lit up. So you're right, game to game, you got to find your spot. Now, real quick, before we talk about college basketball, obviously Georgetown is again playing tonight. They're laying 12. They were laying, I think, 11 or 10 last time. Last week we were here, they played Monmouth. We were talking about them losing outright. Um, obviously, a lot of people are going to try to want to go against them, obviously, because, you know. Don't tell me we're going to agree here. Go ahead. Uh, well, go ahead. I'm not, but what I want to talk about is the Carolina game. The squares laying four. Well, what about Georgetown? Well, let's we'll get to that at the end. I want to talk about Carolina. <laughs> I, 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 yesterday, I had to stop by uh, over the DB offices. I was talking to Kenny. Kenny was talking about listen. Uh, the same thing with the Denver Broncos. They're gonna. His perception is they don't want to win out. They'd like to win out, but they want to save their quarterback. And um, you and him are friends. What's your perception? They, they'd like to win out, but they'd rather pull him and win the Super Bowl. Who's this? The Packers. No, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, the Panthers? No, they're going for it. They're going for it. They're, why would you? Why would you? No, no. You keep stepping. You ride the wave of momentum. I've, we've watched more teams sit guys for fear of injury, and all of a sudden, everything that was good, bad habits then creep in. Uh, now, like. Um, Matthew Key gets hurt from Arizona late in the game with a big lead. Yeah, then I, I say, well, why would a guy like that be out there? Uh, but I'm a huge proponent of, no, you keep going. Why, why would you, why experience well, losing? Well, like you said, why, they, would it, why experience like you losing? said they, got it, they had to get over the Giants' hump. They did. Um, no matter how they did it, they did it. Um, now they should roll. They should roll. Well, here's the thing. Here's the other thing that when they start talking about resting teams, I watched Marv Levy do that with the Bills a bunch of times. Did, did they win the Super Bowls? They, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not saying that was the reason, but you had Thurman Thomas had had opportunities to set incredible individual records, and he sat them. Right. Okay. And that's and I have no issue with that in that you're thinking of the greater good. The, the fear you're you're sitting there saying for fear of losing a guy to a knee injury and he'd be gone. You know they get the buy. They've got two weeks. 
to rest guys. With, right, with, right. You know, it's not like they got to come back and play a game next week. And I, I, to me, why would you want to experience a negative? Why right. even let that creep into your system? Well, and, I'm totally. And let me I'm tell a, you, I'm a you I know you were, you were talking about the Steelers. You know, you're looking at, look ahead this week. You know, the game within the game. My clients, they made money on Sunday with one huge play on the Steelers in the second half because you knew that Roethlisberger was not going to die. And they were laying seven in the second half, and they come out and they scored 21 unanswered. Bam. And, and, and they rock and roll, and they get the win, and you push on the early number of seven if you're a straight player on the early number, and you win 21 nothing. That's why you need to go to johnsyndicate.com. I know Mike is standing by in Baltimore. That early number on this game is 10. Pittsburgh goes to Baltimore next week. They're laying 10 on the road. You know, again, Baltimore got they laid down against the Kansas City Chiefs, but that's a compelling game. I don't think they laid down. They just got nothing. They got nothing. They got nothing. The question is, the question is, you're still laying 10 on the road up the street, Baltimore. Is a good value to take value? The Ravens at home plus the 10. Let's bring Mike into this. Uh, He's back in Baltimore. That is the most foreign thing to the eye, Mike. Uh, It's the odds makers' dream scenario twice a year. You just hang. It's not three this time. You just <laughs> hang three with the home team. You can. And <laughs> now you're sitting here. It, 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 here's the only thing I'll say. I think Pittsburgh. I really believe this. I uh, I've been saying it for over a month. Halftime of the Denver game, I went up to the counter and it wasn't offered. I wanted to bet the money line and them to win. You should have called me last night. Stanford uh, at the half last well, night I, minus six. They won by seven. But 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 Mike, it's Baltimore. Yes, it's Klaus, and they've got nothing. But this, it's their blood rivals. And I know they've got nothing to throw at it other than professional pride. Uh, It looks like a cupcake. Seattle traveled cross-country, laid the big number, and got the money. But it's Baltimore's blood rival. I. You know, double well, digits, I mean, it's tough. Brian, I mean, it's not. you said Clawson. I think they're going to be starting Ryan Mallett this week, the guy well, that's on hard knocks there you go. this summer. On the on the Texans is about to get the start. The fourth quarterback that's going to be in this lineup this year, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, I know the key number has been three for the last maybe ten years of this rivalry, but this is a different team. I mean, this is a complete. It's like a high school team playing at home versus potentially that one of the hottest teams in the league right now in the Steelers. So I wouldn't run into them in that you know buzzsaw of an offense. And even though ten is a, a big number. You'd be surprised. They do play them tough, but this isn't the same Ravens teams we're, we're accustomed to seeing. And even though it's about 15 miles away from where I'm standing right now where the game is going to be on Sunday, this is a really tough matchup for the Ravens. They're in a tough spot. They're going for that number one draft pick is what I'm looking at. Yeah, no, it's amazing. You do have to plot the course down the road and the bigger picture and all the things that are you know, going to be applicable there. And then, then there are other games. We've got Week 17-type games that mean nothing already in week 16 right exactly all right um well let let me talk about college basketball real quick tonight you have a rare i mean it's a huge night where you have all these ranked teams playing you got one michigan state you got uh i mean you got the whole board two you got two kansas you got three oklahoma this is a squares dream of these top 20 time, not the little obscure schools that I like to concentrate on. So I would say, you know, if you're trading the games within the game last night, for example, I had one big play, which was Stanford in the second half minus the six. They get the job done winning by seven, and that's what this this business is made of. Not the blowouts, but the the one-point margin of victories. 
Today is a perfect example. You get these sleepers. Look at these lines, Brian. Arizona lay in 17, Louisville lay in 23 and a half. And I'll tell you right now on the air, these are the, this is what dreams are made of. These teams sleep in the first half playing unranked teams. And I'm not saying to play the first halves in these games, but I, I see these teams sleeping, and then they come out and they explode in the second half. And I look and explore these opportunities where a team like Louisville against Missouri KC might just be – playing around in the beginning of the game, it's tied or they're up a couple points, then they set a low number at halftime, and then, bam, you go in for the kill. And that's why you have to trade the game within the game, like you say, and give me a call or Mike in Baltimore while I'm on the air playing on the way back at 888-201-4201 at johnsyndicate.com. What do you think of that scenario? No, I, I, the bottom line, and I think that applies in bowl season where there are a lot of gray areas Mike, where you're sitting there going, you know, oh, we got coaching changes here. Uh, we got new guys that are going to be running the show offensively. Is uh, a coordinator on the sidelines? Is he up in the box? Uh, you know, I, sometimes you're better served to watch the first half and get a feel to find out who wants to be there and then form your opinion during the game if you're not sold on it on the way in. Well, I mean, that's exactly. I mean, look at the game that's playing right now, Akron and Utah State. Akron is just happy to be in the bowl game to begin with. Currently, they're up 7 nothing on Utah State, and they, they were a heavy dog coming in. So, I mean, right now, if you are just sitting there and you are a square better betting on Utah State, you're struggling. And if you watch the game, see how it plays out, and going into halftime, you might have a good number to hammer the game in the second half. And so these games are very tough to just allow yourself to just be a square better and bet them before the game starts. The key is to stick to it stick to the platform of trading them within the game and seeing when it goes to halftime and then taking a, a good assertion of what you should do in the second half. Well, the other thing, you mentioned like that game specifically. Okay, Akron comes out of the gate. They get a touchdown. You know, maybe they had something so scripted, their first series, and it all worked and right. it was great, and they, they look great out of the gate. All of a sudden, you don't know. I'm just saying, for example, Utah State says, oh, okay, they're doing this. They make an adjustment, and then they tilt the field on them. That you know, that you know, you might get a value play if you didn't even get involved with Utah State in the second half, but you got to watch the game to get that feel for it. No, exactly, and this is one of those games that's on that blue turf in Boise, Idaho. And um, again, Utah State's played very well in years past, but this isn't about trends. This is about understanding the schemes that are going on between these two teams. And like you said, with Akron coming out, they had it scripted. Let's see what they do in the end of this first half. Let's see what actually goes into halftime, and you might have a value bet at the half. All right. It's a great time of year, man. There's a lot going on. Uh, the NBA. Um, Same thing, man. Good teams like uh, Golden State this week took them in the second half once, took Cleveland in the second half, sleeping at the wheel in the first half. All of a sudden, fourth quarter, boom, both teams explode. They come back. They show why they're at the top of their game, and you can just print money if you can stay up late if you're on the East Coast, and obviously it's still early here on the West Coast, and that game within the game. While Stanford is a prime example yesterday, they win by 10 in the second half. They cover the second half by one. They win the game by 10. The line was 11 and a half. All right, look, just, just a trivia question. Hmm. Oh, Mike answered. Well, <laughs> well, who's the who's the one team, the worst team in sports that you wouldn't ever consider back? Right now, the worst team in sports. Seventy Sixers. The Seventy Sixers. I love them tonight. 
getting 10 at home versus Memphis. I love, them ten. I love them at home getting 10 against Memphis. Memphis has lost three in a row in a row. And, and, and the Sixers are terrible. And believe me, you're taking your life, listen, in, your, you you're taking your life in your hands. Can I say something? Wait, 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 wait. You're taking your life in your hands betting bad teams. Wait. But that, this is not about them winning the game. Can I? This is them covering but 10. But listen, they're 12-16-1 and 16 and 1 overall against the spread That's of the season. It. They're only down four games. So, I mean, you say the worst team back, but they've overinflated this line so much that I don't blame you. It's a great play because look at that. They're tw- only down four games the whole season. And, and you got a, a against Mem- the spread. And a Memphis team that uh, – And they're 0-17. Well, it's a Memphis team that's known for uh, playing great defense, and they've given up a truckload of points this year. On the ro- yeah. You know, I mean, Memphis, they want to get a win and get out of Dodge and go home for Christmas. Although the NBA, they really don't get Christmas off. So, hey, listen, we, we love having you in the studio. You're here all week, 888-201-4201, johnsyndicate.com. Uh, Mike, what are, what are the things, I just real quick, we got a couple minutes left uh, on the horizon. What are some of the things you're really focused on? Obviously, bowl season, the importance of these games are, are going to start to magnify now. Well, absolutely. And, again, we talked about this week after week now. With these bowl games, a lot of the geographical comparisons are going to come into play. These teams are playing almost in their home state. So traveling and how these teams bring the pack with them with their fan base is going to play a key factor. Right, to interject, we had one game this weekend that we released to our clients, Louisiana Tech. It was basically a home game, and they blew them out. And that was the reason – I mean, that that goes into it. Well, and I'll tell you what, the other little icing on the cake there, a guy like Skip Holtz, his track record, you know, he just thumps Sunbelt teams. So you had the crowd. You had that matchup, and I, I would I, in bowl season. I think you got to really look at the coaches and the matchups with extra time to prepare. You have to give the coaches extra credence. That's it. JohnSyndicate.com. All right, hey, uh, Mike. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Happy holidays. Uh, enjoy having you on with us every Tuesday, and we'll talk to you again next year, uh, next week. Not next year. It'll be next year soon enough. Merry Christmas to everybody out there, and John, enjoy the enjoy the flight back. It's going to be seventy seven degrees here during Christmas, so enjoy you, that as well. You, you know what? Wow. You guys got lit up like a firecracker last winter. You earned it. But you know what happens when it's 77 in December? March, it's freezing. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the bomb's right behind it. Exactly. <laughs> no free lunch. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one, guys. All right. And hey, listen, good to see you, bud. You're off to the airport, uh, and you'll be back when? January 19th. You already got it booked? Already got it booked. He's got it booked. All right, johnsyndicate.com, 888-201-4201. Good stuff coming up tomorrow. Uh, Chuck Esposito is going to join us from Sunset Station. Of course, uh, we're out there itching every Sunday in Club Madrid. Uh, and then we'll have Tony Neville on board and Mark Lawrence is going to check in. Good batch of characters coming up tomorrow. Thursday, we're downtown at the Golden Nugget. We'll be hanging out with Aaron Kessler on Thursday in the book. Voted the best in Las Vegas by the RJ. And that will take us to the Christmas holiday. Thanks to Alan for all he does. The show's our archive for you. It's Sportsbook Radio. Dot com. Have a great day, folks. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at 1130 right here, AM 1400 KSHP.